Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Energy shares rallied the most in eight months after OPEC agreed to production cuts for the first time in eight years. West Texas Intermediate crude up 4.7%, up 207 a barrel, 46.75. S&P up 11 to 21.71, a gain there of five-tenths of one percent. The Dow up 110 points, up six-tenths of one percent. Gold down 390 the ounce, a drop there of three-tenths of one percent. CBS up four percent, Viacom up 2.6 percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. We are broadcasting live from Bloomberg Most Influential Summit at our world headquarters. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes. Uh, let's think. The Walking Dead, NCIS, and the Big Bang Theory. To my next guest, I put the question. If Viacom and CBS were going to be a television program, what would it be closest to? <laughs> Porter Bibb is managing partner, MediaTek Capital Partners, and he can be followed on Twitter at Porter 3. Porter, go ahead. Well, let's keep it uh, within the network. Uh, the Walking Dead works best for Viacom. <laughs> and the Big Bang Theory, I think, for CBS. Tell us why. Well, Les Moonves is probably the most capable manager in the media business right now. And he's since he's been a standalone uh, company for the last 10 years, he's doubled the, the, the market value of CBS. And he's the only real linear television network executive who has figured out how to transition to digital effectively and profitably. You know, Porter, these kind of stories just, they make my head hurt. Viacom was spun off from CBS 10 years ago. Yes. That Sherry Redstone, his daughter, is in favor of recombining the two under the leadership of CBS CEO Les Moonves. I mean, does it, how much difference does it make? How important is this? To, to whom? To the shareholders? To the shareholders, I guess, first and foremost, because ultimately the company, but that's what the share, if the shareholders are going to benefit, well, how much? It, it, it means a lot to both CBS shareholders and to Viacom shareholders. Viacom has lost 67% of its market value in the last couple of years. CBS, on the other hand, is going through the roof under Les Mundus. So there's a lot of tension. Les is not particularly enthusiastic about taking the reins of, of a failed company. What's wrong with Viacom? Why they fail? Well, bad le- leadership under under Doman and Dooley. Dooley's going at the end of November, and they've been looking around everywhere for somebody to come in. They tried to get Tom Freston to come back. He refused, and it's a leaderless ship right now, but it's got terrific assets and a lot of development potential, and I say that they will end up coming together. When Redstone split them, he thought one and one could equal four or five. What he got was one and one equal one and a half. <laughs> and he's, he's, uh, the real uh, key factor, Sherry Radstone does not want to run either company. She wants to protect the, the value of the, the estate and the assets that the National Amusement has, and she'll do everything she can to cre- increase the value. So the only way you can really do that in a, in a recognizable way is put Les Moonves in charge and let him do his thing. 
This, which, I, which I think he will. You, you know, it's interesting that you describe Les Moonves uh, and that digital transformation yep. because I think that leads into something that is coming up in Washington. This has to do with a vote uh, by the uh, FCC, the Federal uh, Communications uh, Commission. Right. And it has to do with just that very thing about who's got access to your house, how much they yeah. charge you for access, or how much they charge you for entertainment and programming, and who supplies all these Bits and pieces, not just the software, not just the programming, but the actual box. It's the it's the decoding box that that uh, translates the digital signal into your TV set, and the FCC, in all likelihood, is going to make the cable industry stop forcing cable subscribers to rent for anywhere from six to eleven dollars a month the the set top box that they provide and give you free access. And you don't really need one now because the television set industry is making. It, uh, sets that have all of this, the ingredients of, of a set-top box built in, including uh, streaming capability on the Internet. So if it, you say the FCC probably will I think pass they this. will, yeah. So then in terms, I'm, I'm a shareholder, I'm an investor, yeah. what does this mean for me? Well, uh, it's going to be a $20 billion loss of business to the cable industry. So Comcast, Time Warner Cable, or Charter, uh, are, and other cable operators are going to suffer a little bit. Not too much because they probably will get it back by raising the, the rates on the broadband distribution that they give you. You mean on the a la carte offering? That's correct. Yeah. But, but the other losers are going to be the set-top box manufacturers and basically Toshiba, uh, Scientific Atlantic, and two or three others. And they, they are going to be out of business right now because we don't need set-top boxes mm-hmm. anymore. Apple is, in yeah. a sense, a set-top box. You bet. Well, so is Roku, so is Amazon. Uh, okay. Wait, wait till you uh, put your uh, your Amazon Echo uh, in your your living room and you voice activate what you want to watch on the internet or on television. That's a half step away right now. So when I get all this fancy stuff set up, am I going to be um, tweeting as I watch <laughs> things or streaming things live? And is it going to is is I'm going to be uh, as a shareholder saying I'm so happy that Disney bought Twitter? Is that going to go through? I'm not sure it will. I don't. I don't see the logic of it. Um, and the problem that Disney has, if they if they ever did own Twitter, is that they're they're a media company, and ABC and ESPN and the other broadcast entities that they have are are going to scare away all of the competition. And that's what Twitter needs more than anything else. So uh, I, I I think it might be a non-deal. A non-deal. Non-deal. Who's, who would be a good yeah. fit for Twitter? <laughs> I think bankruptcy. <laughs> really? I, I think that they have failed to co- uh, construct a monetization plan, and the only people who are going to buy it are somebody uh, who has no concern about profit and loss and wants, wants to see if they can roll the dice and, and create a, a platform. Could that, Mark Zuckerberg turn it around? Without question. Hmm. Without question, but he's he's got his hands full right now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I think you might consider, as I, as I mentioned, Amazon a minute ago. Their their voice activated uh, Echo um, is a terrific medium for Twitter. Very interesting, Porter Bibb. You always make us think when you're on the show. We appreciate you joining us so much. Managing partner, MediaTek Capital Partners. Thank you for joining us today at our special live broadcast at the Bloomberg Market's most influential summit at Bloomberg World Headquarters. Our producer, Sam Langa, Reggie Bazile, our technical director, Mark Sinoskalchi, directing as well. This is Bloomberg.
Coming up, Bloomberg Law is brought to you by New York Community Bank. Ask about their My Community Interest checking with free New York Community Bank online and mobile banking. Earn more, get more. Visit mynycb.com for details. Ta-da! 